In Jesus' name, amen. No. No. That's, that's the only word the young boy heard as he left the basketball tryout. No. He didn't make the team. He had spent all summer practicing, begging his mom to take him to every camp that she could, and he thought for sure he would be on the team this year, but all he heard today was no. No. It's the only word the young girl heard after taking the thickest book she could find off of the shelf as she said, Mommy, let's read this one, but no, she heard. You need to wait a few years, maybe until you're older, like your brother. Let's start with something easier, something you you might understand, maybe one with a few more pictures. No, that's what the young mom heard. She, She wouldn't be walking her children down the aisle one day, sitting at their wedding. No, she was told that the cancer has come back and it's spread. No, you, you probably don't have more than six months to live. Just no. That's what the man heard after coming back from the war as he sat there in the wheelchip, wheelchair. No, they, they told him, you, you will never walk again. You, you won't dance. You won't skip. You, you will never run. Just no. Uh, four people all living under the power of that one word, no. And yet four people who, who wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs> Uh, and, and so the, the little boy who's cut from the, the grade school basketball team, the next summer he is determined he, he's going to make it next time around. And so he spends the entire summer out in the driveway dribbling and shooting that ball. It is driving his parents crazy listening to that bounce, but he, he is determined. And, and so is that little girl. After mom has gone to bed, she, she takes that thick book off the top shelf and she uh, throws it under the covers with, with a flashlight and she begins to read those, those letters that are nothing but jumbled sounds at first over time, over days and weeks become words. She's determined to learn how to read that big book. The young mom is determined to to be there for her kids and so she goes from one doctor to the next, a third opinion, a fourth opinion until she finally finds a doctor who's willing to work with her who who will will give her some treatments that no one else was willing to do. She reads every book about her disease. She is determined to be there for her family one day. Determination, that's what the man has who's come back from the war, who has been told he'd never walk again. He too finds a doctor who's willing to walk beside him and over years he he learns and he relearns how to move his legs again until one day he's able to walk and dance and skip. Determination, not taking no for an answer, overcoming the impossible, that's Determination is one of those qualities I think that is universally admired. I think we could all use a little bit more determination. Stories of determination, they, they inspire us, don't they? Uh, the, the, so many movies and books have been written and made uh, about people who overcome the odds, who won't take no for an answer. Uh, in fact, just this week I was watching a, a movie. It had won some Oscars, at least one, and I, I thought I should watch it. It was called Free Solo. Uh, maybe you heard of it. It's a documentary that was made about a man who free solo climbs this 3,000 plus foot granite slab out in Yosemite National Park called uh, El Capitan, and he climbs it, and he 
He climbs it solo without any sort of wires or ropes or harnesses, just him climbing up this completely flat 90-degree wall that stretches 3,000 feet into the air. And everyone had said it was impossible. Uh, no one believed that, it, that he could do it. They said he was crazy, and he, he probably was a little bit, but, but he was determined to, to do it, and, and he did. What took or what takes most people between three to five days and lots of ropes and harnesses to keep them safe, he did in under four hours with nothing attaching him to the rock cliff. And I watched that movie and I saw his determination and I thought, yes, uh, what mountain am I going to climb now? You know, what, what obstacle am I going to go out and overcome? I can do anything I set my mind to. I was, I was inspired. And then I began to think this week in light of our reading for today, I began to wonder maybe what it would look like if, if for myself, but also for all of us, if we applied that same determination to our spiritual lives. <laughs> what, if we, what if we approached reading our Bibles with that same determination? Like, I'm going to do it no matter what, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, I don't know how, uh, and I don't care how busy I am, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be shaped and formed by God's word. I'm going to let his truth speak into my heart. What if we approached our prayer with that same kind of determination? Like we are going to lift up the needs of those around us, be they the elderly or the unborn or the poor or the weak and everyone in between. What if we, we determined that, that we are going to pray, diligently pray, no matter how stressful life gets? What if we took that same force of will, that same strength of mind and uh, applied it to our generosity, that we are going to be generous people, not just when, when, when we have extra, not just in times of abundance, but also, but also in times of weakness and want. What if we applied that same determination when it came to our forgiveness? Like we're not just going to forgive the people that are easy to forgive, but we're going to forgive all people. We're going to turn the other cheek no matter how badly we've been hurt. What if we applied that same determination not just to our own selfish pursuits, but also to the selfless pursuit of God? <laughs> Can you imagine a world where each of us applied that same determination in the spiritual realm? Well, brothers and sisters, in our reading for today from Luke chapter 13, we heard a, a similar story of determination, an inspiring tale of determination. Of course, it revolved around Jesus. And, and in our reading for today, he is determined to go to Jerusalem. And he's been determined since about Luke chapter 9, verse 41. In, in Luke 9, I'm sorry, 51, uh, we hear this phrase, Luke tells us that Jesus has set his face to Jerusalem. That means he is, he is going there for the final time and the rest of Luke's gospel focuses around that last journey that Jesus will take to the holy city and he is determined to get there and he's, he's not going there for a vacation, uh, he's not going there to meet with some friends, he's going there, you know what the purpose is, to go to a cross, to lay down his life, to sacrifice his body for the sins of the world, and nothing, we are told, will get in the way. Although lots of people try to get Jesus off track, there are many obstacles in his way. Sometimes it's his own family that come to Jesus. You might remember the story where they come to Jesus and they say, Jesus, are you okay? 
Seems like you're acting a little funny now. Why don't you come home and leave all the silliness behind? It's a little too much. You're a little too radical. Now, sometimes it's Jesus' own disciples who try to get him off track. Like, like when Peter tells Jesus flat out that he, that he can't die, that that, 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 that that can't be part of the plan. Today, it's, it's the Pharisees, the religious leaders, who try to get Jesus off track. They, they come to him in the beginning of our reading with a warning. And maybe they're their warning is well-intentioned. Maybe it's not, but, but they tell Jesus that if he continues on this plan to go to Jerusalem, that Herod, the king of, of that area, is going to kill him there. So why doesn't he leave this plan behind and, and maybe lay low for a little while? Maybe go back home, spend some time with your family, come up with a, a better plan, a, a more successful plan. But again, Jesus is determined and he won't take no for an answer. He will not get off track. He knows that he must go to Jerusalem, that he has to lay down his life for the sins of the, the world. And, and that is an amazing act of determination in and of itself, right? This completely selfless pursuit that Jesus has. He's not just scratching some itch that he has. He's, he's, he's not in it for self-promotion. He's, he's not going to Jerusalem to merely win the praise of, of people. He's going there to, to die, to give his life for people. And, and that is amazing. But what's even more amazing, I think, is, is who he is going to do all that for. Because today in our reading, we hear that Jesus weeps and laments and grieves Jerusalem. And, and not the city, but, but the people there. Because Jesus knows that it is the people of Jerusalem, his people, the Israelite people, that he has come to save. He has entered the world to show them love, and yet they have rejected him. They have refused him. They have pushed him out of, of their lives and, and now they want him dead. And yet it is to these rebellious people that Jesus is determined to show his love to. <laughs> these people who have refused him and pushed him out, Jesus is determined to offer them grace and life. That's an amazing Amazing story, an inspiring story of determination. And, and yet I wonder sometimes if for us that's all it is. An inspiring story, something that happened a long time ago. An inspiring story of determination, maybe we should follow it, it, its example. But I, I wonder if sometimes it's, it's just kind of old history. Because I, I think sometimes we feel like like, sure, God did all of that back then. He was determined to go to the cross. But what about today? Now, don't you ever wonder that? Like, why can't God work with that same determination in my life, in my world, amongst my friends? Why can't he exhibit and exude that same strength of force, that same determined will for my problems and in my pain? And, and yet I think, brothers and sisters, what the cross shows us is that we have a God who is determined to do good for us. It's not as though God was, was, was that way once, but now he's not. No, the, the cross proves us that we have a God who is determined to work good in our lives no matter what. God is determined even today to, to remind you that he has forgiven you no, no matter what sin you have in your life, no matter how big it is or scary it is or how bad it is, it is no obstacle that God cannot overcome. He is determined to forgive you right now, right here. He is determined for, for you to know that he's right there by your side. It doesn't feel like it. You can't see him. 
but the cross proves to us that God is determined that, that he would be with you. And by faith, he's reeling you into eternity. God is, God is determined that you would see him as a good and gracious God. That's what the cross is all about, that you wouldn't look at him and, and see some angry old man who's, who's there to yell at you. No, God is just as determined as ever to work out good on behalf of his people. And so, brothers and sisters, we trust in that determined love, that there is no obstacle too big, not even our sin, that, that God is not going to take no for, for an answer, but that he has died and risen so that you might be forgiven and set free, and that he is here with us today, determined that you would know him and experience that grace. And one day he is determined to come back and to make things right. Praise God for his determined love. In Jesus' name, amen.